Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Every day at this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at trippetagency.com. The rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story the nfl season it takes so long to get here and then it comes and goes so fast it's a sad day in a lot of ways Kinda isn't is. it it's a little especially, sad especially for those of us that yeah. are on the outside looking in in terms of <laughs> non-contenders bottom of the league in the mm-hmm. bears case it's the mm-hmm. eh, you kind of get excited about having the number one pick in the draft but that said we got so long to do so much work to do the but chicago bears that you should we don't yeah. even deserve that brad we got so much work to do that you get, you, you, they shouldn't even be in a conversation with teams like <laughs> it, the Philadelphia Eagles bad. You and, got, the, you got a and pick. the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the story was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, threw two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, yeah. scrambled 26 yards. That was a huge one uh, on that go-ahead drive to set up help set up Harrison Butker's 27-yard field goal with eight seconds left. We've talked about it, too. A huge holding call on, on Philadelphia cornerback James Bradbury, one that he admitted afterwards was holding. He was just hoping the ref wouldn't call it. They had not called it all night. No holding calls in that game until the final seconds helped set up Butker's field goals. Well, it was. It was a little bit of a, you know, because I'm like Mike. You, I was hoping that Jalen Hurts would get a chance there at the end, but once they got that penalty call, KC, there was, uh, you got to hand it to them. Like, they were not, they were dead determined not to give the ball back to Philadelphia in any kind of chance. You even saw, I think it was Tony that went down at the one uh, on that play where, look, listen, we're not going to score. We're going to set this thing up for the game-winning field goal and not give uh, Philadelphia any time. I wonder if if other first-time Super Bowl coaches would have done the same thing, if it was that obvious, or if the experience there for Andy Reid paid off. You've been through it. Uh, Andy Reid's, I mean, excuse me, Jalen Hurts has been so good, you don't want to give him the ball. I just wonder if if Nick Sirianni would have done the same thing. It's your first time there. Do you, you know, do you fall? But no, let's punch it in and we'll give it back to Mahomes because that was very smart. And while people were going, oh, and you didn't get the ending that you'd hoped, even if Hurts had thrown an interception, whatever it was, it was that chance that would have set up some more drama. It was so smart on the part of the Chiefs. And I just thought, that's how you win championships. You do it by being smart in addition to having these great players. I don't want to give Sirianni too much credit. I will say I think he would have done the same thing because you saw them just totally open up to let him go. Mm -hmm. And it was so clear that he was giving them the clear path on that left side. 
and then the dude just got down. Yeah, and that it was, was very, it. so it was smart. So smart. Goes down and bounds. Uh, clock continues to run. You make Philly use its timeouts, which yeah. at that point it was all but over. And again, Jalen Hurts gets the ball. Jalen Hurts, who's been phenomenal, gets the ball with only six seconds left. Mm-hmm. Did you see that uh, Hail Mary, too? I did. He didn't get that very far, too. I wondered about his shoulder shoulder at that point, that game. And, and again, it it added even more to, wow, how's he having a game like this if the shoulder's that much? Because I just – it, I, surely he's got a bigger arm than that. He I did have some... the 50-yarder in the first half yeah. where he, he slung it into the end zone. Uh-huh. Uh, was that Brown got that ball in the corner? Yes. I mean, beautiful That throw. was a beautiful ball that but, he but threw. I, I just, maybe, too, uh, I had heard this mentioned, and now that I think about it, Mike bringing up how big of a factor was in that game. Look at his footing on that last throw, too. There might, he might have yeah, slipped as well. Mm-hmm. That said, it was a little funky play. There, it wasn't going to go anywhere anyway, but, um, yeah, no. it, was, it put a little bit of a, 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 a damper of an ending, that mm-hmm. penalty and everything else. But that said, you've got to uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, in this point now, his second NFL title, his second MVP, only guy to have done that to this point in his career, what, six seasons in NFL history. So the greatness was certainly on display, and he had to be. Again, that was a Philadelphia team that had done enough to win. We talked about Andy Reid, how great he was. They're late, score tied 35 all, yeah. And um, it wasn't just, just, you know, getting the call – uh, Mahomes being great there at the end, being smart, setting up the field goal, but we talked about it in the opening hour. Those two second-half touchdowns, essentially Kansas City's entire second half, you're trailing 10. At one point it looks like Mahomes, uh-oh, is he not going to be able to go? And it looks like there at that point uh, maybe this thing's meant for Philadelphia tonight. But for that second half, to the people that say adjustments aren't made in professional sports at halftime, don't tell me. That KC didn't go in there and make some serious adjustments in terms of what they were able to do offensively coming out out of it. I realize it might have all still been part of the game plan, but again, that was a different sharp. That was a different offense in the second half that just absolutely carved up Philly. And so, uh, yes, in doing so, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs again get their what second Super Bowl for Andy Reid there, second one for Mahomes there. I keep you know they got the loss to to Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. Now last year, make it to the AFC Championship game, lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. But you feel like they're going to be probably at this door, Brad, for the you know next few seasons. Yeah. The deal is, listen, in a, in an AFC that's got Joe Burrow with the Bengals, uh, uh, Josh Allen obviously with the Bills. Uh, we'll see with the Chargers some of these other teams, but. I, I, there is no promise. Uh, Jags look like they may be on the come up mm-hmm. here next couple of years and maybe ready to compete at a, at a, a level close to this. Even with all those teams there, all those great quarterbacks I just yeah. named. Well, I, I think if it's that, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, yep. And I and I messed up right before Super Bowl. And yeah. John had me on. John had me on Mahomes the entire couple of weeks. Listen to Chris yeah. and everybody else tell me Philly's the best team, and Philly was the best team mm-hmm. overall. Um, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I keep saying I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes again. I don't see how you can, even in an AFC that's much more competitive. I think all these teams that you just mentioned, and that includes Jacksonville and and Philadelphia, really, give Sirianni credit and give Jalen Hurts credit, but like all those teams you mentioned, they got two things right, even with some of them with less weapons. They have the quarterback and the coach. And if you get the quarterback and the coach and you pay both of those dudes, like it seems like you can do a lot with, with just that. Right. Yep. Now nope. that's what that's what happened to San Francisco. You've like, got San Francisco's got to figure out. San Francisco's got to figure out who the quarterback is now. Like that's their problem. I think. I think because of what they've invested in Trey Lance, and because Brock Purdy is going to, it's at least six months. I think maybe it was six to eight on that injury. I think you're going to go into that season with Trey Lance as the starter again, but guy. telling him, look, 
You know, yeah. uh, yes, we're invested in you. Yes, we spent a ton of uh, draft, you know, capital to go up and get you. But we've seen Purdy take yeah. us to the playoffs. And actually, it's probably a good thing in terms of trade. Lights a fire up under him, lets him know mm-hmm. can't be any half stepping. You got a guy behind you that can handle it. And this one games for this team. I think they'll start Trey Lance with Purdy behind him, and we'll see how it ends up from there. As far as the uh, we mentioned, Mahomes MVP. The numbers don't blow you away, but you know that the plays did if you watch the game. 21 of 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns, the 44 rushing yards, 20-something of them coming on that final drive, incredibly important to them winning. So while the numbers don't jump off the page at you, he was still Superman again. Remember, it; he was doing it on that injured ankle that he re-aggravated in the first half. How about the, the Tigers, the former Memphis Tigers involved in that game? I thought Kenneth Gainwell had a touchdown as the first score in that game. Uh, it was called back because he'd been down earlier in that one. Mm-hmm. But between him and you mentioned it, they didn't get much on the ground going with him. Just seven uh, rushes for 21 yards. They tried Sanders too, seven for 16. It was majority Hurts that got the ground game. But they did go to him four times, 20 yards receiving. I- I'd wish he got the anytime touchdown. Heck, I wish for the Tiger he'd gotten the win. But there were, you know, in terms of Tigers contributing in that game between him and Jake Elliott, you know, they did their jobs. Yeah. Again, it seemed like Kansas City was dead set on not letting anybody other than Jalen Hurts run on them. You mentioned that earlier, wanted to stop those backs, Gainwell, Sanders, Scott, and for the most part, they did. Uh, total is 45 yards for all three of them. Jeez. Yeah, Jalen I, I did not them. see that coming. That's Jaylen why I screwed Jalen the entire rest of the backfield. I did, yeah, too. I, I screwed thought, that I thought up. Philadelphia was going to be able to run on KC. I did, too. This was not some just huge run-stuffing KC defense all season no. long. And yet they were able to do it to those three backs. It's impressive. Uh, Jalen Hurts outgains them on his own. Yeah, and we mentioned Jake Elliott in that game goes two for two on field goals. Mentioned him as as the former Tiger. Uh, I think you had a long shot on winning Super Bowl. I had MVP, him as an MVP candidate, and it's never <laughs> happened. By the way, I realize that, but for a few bucks, you could have won like five thousand dollars. That's what I said. What a night! Yeah. yeah, you'd have won a long shot yeah. there. But here's the thing: like he did a better job than Butker. Like, Who Butker, missed one? He missed one going into the half, you but know? was able to gather himself yeah. and hit the uh, hit the game winner from twenty seven after the uh, yeah. after the holding call helped them out quite a bit. But uh, before. Super Bowl. By the way, 50. real Go quick ahead. on that, Jake Elliott was in a commercial too. Did you see the commercial? No. They, they had him in for a Little Caesars commercial that was in. It was pregame. It was in prime time though, right before the game. And really? it was Jake Elliott was featured in it because it's about kickers and having pizza and that he eats a slice of pizza before every game. I didn't see that. Yeah, so he got paid from uh, Little Caesars too. Un- unfortunate yeah. that a couple of Tigers on the losing end of the Super Bowl there, but it sounds like they're getting great opportunities, even in terms of yeah. uh, advertising in, in the jobs that they're in. Also on that. Stacy pointed this out to me while she was watching the game with me. I forgot how small Kenny Gainwell is. Like I oh, know yeah, he's not a big dude. He is so slight, and his Smith is slight too as a receiver. But it, just in terms of how Memphis got him as a player, that seems to be why five he's nine just, two hundred. He's just little. What I yeah. can't believe is how when I watched him last night, I was telling my uh, my, my guy T. Shane, I could not believe that Memphis had all these guys: Gainwell, Pollard. Oh my God! You know these it's game crazy. changers, Gibson at one point, and they're all uh, the studs in the NFL. Back. And they're absolute studs in game Wild. And that's what I was talking about. It was right after Gainwell had gone in. Thought it was a, the anytime touchdown we've been talking <laughs> about be nice. all week. Yeah, it got turned around, but still. Uh, and, and you saw it more in the playoffs. Remember, we went into this season thinking breakout year for Kenneth Gainwell. And Philly really didn't use him, utilize him in the way that we thought he would. Didn't get his – Bart Scott, again, Boston – Bart Scott. Boston Scott was part of yeah. that this year, getting some of those carries that you felt like would go to Gainwell. But once you got to the playoffs, he took back off and – Again, yesterday is on the losing end of it in what was otherwise a fantastic game all the way up into the to, to the way it had to end with the, the refs making that call. Uh, but, yes, 
Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, win a dramatic Super Bowl 38-35. A lot more to talk about with around the Super Bowl. Next story. Like Chris Stapleton. Uh, this was interesting, I thought, because we discussed it on Friday, whether or not Chris Stapleton, a great country singer, Chris Stapleton, who Brad loves. I love, too. I mentioned that you can put him on anything, even singing with Stevie Wonder at the Grammys. Uh, the bet, the number on his national anthem going into that was two minutes and two seconds. Would he go over or under two minutes and two seconds? And Brad, on Friday, smartly took the under. Yes. Because as far as I know, from what the under cashed at 121 seconds. Right on the number. I mean, at 201 with no room to spare. How yeah. crazy is that? How yeah. crazy is it that, that, that Vegas had it at, Fandu had it at 122, and it comes in at 121? I mean, like, this, this stuff yeah. is. They've run this so many times over the years with the analytics, even on the game length. The fact that they this, were that close. Yeah, they're right on the number. By the way, the amount of, I don't think Stapleton, was he improv and was he live when he was singing it, or was that recorded? I, I'm oh, sure. You mean, was, was he lip syncing? Yeah, was he I don't, I, 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 think it, I, I just it, assumed that he, he had sang that. It I didn't felt, realize. It felt like all the performers pregame were voice tracked or uh, really? lip, like singing over I a track. I didn't look at it that it, closely. It, 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 it felt like a track. All of them. That's my take. I don't, now, I'll, Chris, the artist. Yes, Artist Chris, Chris would do. Yeah, now, I would I, say he would do that though. He's not some guy that's going to sing his live. Doesn't want to do any pre-recorded or lip sync show. He wants to do it live. It's it's been explained to me that there's a way to do these performances that are half performing. In other words, they can track it ahead of time, and it's like whatever the DB level is that you can sing live, and it's sort of a live assist if that makes sense. You know, and there's they have an earpiece in, and they are singing, but yeah. there's like some. Big time assistance going on there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a performer, so I don't know how that. Well, now works. you're gonna have to get. You got me. I'm but, gonna have to uh, dig into it. I'm not trying to have conspiracy theories. See, see whether or not Chris you know. Stapleton was singing that. Yeah. Uh, he did sing it faster. It was a 201. Uh, yeah, at 201 than some mm -hmm. of the some of the books. Did you had make money on that? No, I didn't no. go in. I didn't go. I didn't end up doing that one. I just did a little money <laughs> line on Philly, and that was unlike game, everybody man. else. They can come in here and tell you, oh, I picked Casey, and uh, I told you, I had jumped to the uh, the side that it felt like everybody was on at the end, and as John has schooled me on. That is often the place that you do not want to be at the yeah. end. Everybody's picking one way, uh, picking the favorite in that game. Look at look at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. all laughing at us. Uh, the other ones we had mentioned mm -hmm. on Friday, just worth revisiting, that color liquid poured on the winning coach. Did you see what it was? I didn't color see what it was? it was. What was it? It's purple. Oh, wow. Purple was plus 650. We were wrong on, on that We were way off. We thought blue yeah. was tasty. We mm -hmm. thought maybe red because Chiefs, but it ended up, I saw it this morning, yeah. the color was purple, and that was plus 650. We did not cash in. We also had the aforementioned octopus yes, that you and you, I could have got called paid. This. All, all you had to do was go yes or no. Yeah. Why did we just not go yes, Brad, and put a dollar on Listen, there are what all these bets that if we would have just done Hurts, a dollar on, we would have got something, uh, but I don't know. For man. those that weren't with us either Friday or first yeah. hour, and uh, an Octopus in betting, Brad and I had to learn, Fanduel had it out there, is a player in the game, same player, scores a touchdown and a two-minute, mm -hmm. excuse me, a two-point conversion on the same drive. Jalen Hurts did it. See this, it, it, uh, And going for 370-something uh, total yards. Why did we not think that Jalen Hurts might be in that position, though? Jason, all these bets look like they're obvious after the fact. The truth is, those are all long shots. Like, the idea, and first of all, I will say Hurts looked like somebody who should be running it twice in a row, though. But I didn't see it coming.
And then it, it hit. Uh, it was part of, a, part of an unbelievable uh, night for Jalen Hurts that was yeah. only marred by his uh, fumble six, the fumble that he had in the first half, that the Chiefs returned for a touchdown. But, again, even, even with yeah. that play, uh, 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 Philadelphia had taken retaken control of that game and led by 10 at the half. So you'd really, you really you know, can't fault that one or say that no. this is what cost you the game. Philly had more opportunities to win that game. Philly's defense, that's the thing. They had opportunities to get stops in the second half, and they could not. Yep. In the end, it was the Philly defense mm-hmm. that let down the Eagles as opposed to you know Jalen Hurts or a fumble or anything he didn't do. I will say on the Bradbury penalty at the end, yep. I was watching James Bradbury for some odd reason because that's where the motion was on the left side of the, the football. Um, I, I do think they – did they have a timeout left? I, it felt like there was a lot of commotion on the defensive side of the ball where they probably should have called timeout because it was like, man, Bradbury was – that's why he got behind Bradbury on the play. And it, I just – I was watching Bradbury at the time, and he, I could see he held him. Now, I didn't think they'd call it because the ball was so wildly overthrown. But they, 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 they came into contact twice. Twice. He came and back And that's over. why it felt like he, – But he snagged he, him. Even because I, I had Philly, and so I'm with you. When I saw the throw, I'm like, I don't – the ball was uncatchable. You could see it though. But but when you, you saw, I mean, in two yeah. different places, he they you know came into contact yeah. with them. I think they had to. I'm I'm still with Mike that, you know, you got the you got the Super Bowl. This thing's come down to the wire. You're really gonna blow the whistle after you have not all game. I, I that's agree my, with that. That's yeah. my only. But it it is the right call. It Bradbury right. told you it was a holding. Mm-hmm. It's just. By the way, man, the I think, timing of it. I, I, first of all, I don't think you should call it. I think you're right on that. The second, if you thing, haven't though, called it all day, if I'm going to deal with it as a human, though, Bradbury did the right thing by saying that because a lot of times what happens are these players. I think they think their lives are going to be better. Their mm. life is going to be better by going, yeah, that's BS. They called that. I think his life is going to be better because he said I probably snagged him. You know, like because now he's going to have to deal with that because that play was. That was the moment where the game just flipped on its ass. It's not as egregious, though. You remember the Cincy linebacker that was uh, had his own teammates barking at him, going back into the thing about hitting Patrick Mahomes oh, late? Oh, out of bounds? It's, it's not to that it's level, total, It's right? not as egregious it, as that. That's not, a great point. If you're point. a teammate, no, you're not, not as le- egregious. And, and, again, that guy uh, comes back, and he ended up coming back out and apologizing about how you know yeah. verbally rose right there in front of the cameras about that, about that, that penalty it's a really on good Mahomes. Point. but. Um, last night I didn't get the sense that you could you could be mad no. at Bradbury, especially with the way it, it, it's like it's like Mike said, you know, you adjust. Yes. And if yes. refs are giving you that, well, you're going to play it a certain kind of way the rest of the game. Yeah. And the other thing on that drive was even before the Bradbury penalty, it felt like it was a point where the Eagles were going to lose the game. Like at that point, even before the penalty, because they were driving, they were they so were. far. Down. I know it would have been fourth down, but you you either kick the field goal. Tie, it, it felt like the Chiefs were were moving in the right direction. But at I, that point. I love the way that Mike Wall was talking about it first. But much like a strike zone, that you know you hope is not going to change during the game from the ump. Right, that ump's going to keep exactly the same. Right. It's a great consistent point. strike zone. Well, you feel like you had your strike zone from the first three yeah. quarters of that game if you're Bradbury. Yeah. And in the in the in the in the fourth quarter they change it on you. So yeah. I you know, I, I completely I, I'm with you. I appreciate the way he handled it. Yeah. And it's probably the best way. Say, yeah, I did it. Was hoping he wouldn't call it. Um but I don't see if you're if you're any Philadelphia teammate how mm. you're, you know, Pointing at him like some of those Cincy players did, I agree uh, their with that. their linebacker. I don't see how you could just point at him and say you cost us the game again. Philadelphia's front, this front that came in with seventy eight sacks, mm-hmm. most since Bears eighty five, didn't have one sack in the game. No. So so again, blaming uh, Bradbury or anybody else is ridiculous. I, I I do think that's a. 
I think Mike's right. I don't know that it's being talked about enough. I don't think so but, either. But, but I also think you don't take away from the job that Kansas City offensive line did yeah. and, and, and right in making the field too much of a story. It's kind of taking away a little bit of credit from that mm-hmm. KC offensive, offensive line that, listen, they – they're that, that, Yes, Mahomes MVP, but in terms of their protection of him, keeping him clean, no sacks against a team with seventy-eight sacks, they're the you know MVPs right right behind him. If not, the the job they did on that offensive line was fantastic. Even if they had a little bit of help from a a fraudulent uh, grass field, the NFL <laughs> paid eight hundred thousand dollars for. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to next season, Chiefs obviously again favored to win the Super Bowl next year. They're plus six hundred at BetMGM. Um, obviously with Mahomes coming back fully healthy, who cares who's at receiver as long as he's got Travis Kelsey and, uh, as, as others have mentioned, Andy Reid's already said he's coming back next year. Super Bowl's going to be in Las Vegas, by the way. It's where John went wow. to watch it this year. It's actually going to be out there next year. Maybe you and I should be headed yes. out there next year. <laughs> yeah. We'll watch it while John sits back here and works. But I like it. Back to the odds. Cincinnati's the second-best odds. Mentioned this to Mike at plus 850. Then you've got Niners at plus 900. Eagles also at plus nine hundred, and then Bills uh, rounding it out at plus nine hundred. So it's really it's really two teams, and then three tied at plus nine hundred. No, but no other teams have odds under plus one thousand outside of those top five. Mm. And so those are your main ones uh, for next season. In terms of if you were taking a long shot on next year, a team outside yeah. this top five, like I asked Mike, is there a team you'd say? Whew, Man, I think Jacksonville. I really like Jackson because out of the ones that you didn't mention, because sure. yeah. of the ones you mentioned, if it's not the Chiefs or the Eagles, I would mention the Bills is the one you 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 pointed out. They're like what plus nine hundred or something like yeah, that. Yeah, plus nine hundred. Uh, I like Jacksonville because you got a coach and a quarterback, right? Wh- who do you like? Um, outside of this top five, again of of KC, Were the Niners Cincy, in that Forty Niners, yeah. Eagles, okay. Bills. If Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, they can be in the mix. Interesting. They can. He doesn't play like yeah. a mess like he was this year. And remember, he, you know, they sort of got finally got the rapport mm-hmm. going between him and his receivers second half of the season. Right. If he comes back and stops fooling around with darkness, tweet, uh, darkness mm-hmm. retreats and ayahuasca, you know, it's your best chance to win next year. I know the Packers want to figure out what they got with Jordan Love, but if you're talking about trying to capitalize mm-hmm. on this window that you've had Aaron Rodgers and get more than one Super Bowl – then, frankly, you know, both sides need to bite the bullet and just go back in there. It's unfortunate they have to do this dance every offseason because I think Aaron Rodgers back with Green Bay gives him the best chance to win a Super Bowl. I just think Green Bay I don't think it's with the Jets or somebody else. I can't break down Green Bay. I just think it's a mess, and I think that part of it is who your leader is, and it's dysfunctional, and it's weird all the time, and he's not a mobile quarterback in a league that demands that their quarterbacks can at least run the ball a little bit. Uh, You talked about running it in a couple of years ago. I did look up this dude I follow with the Jaguars, who's a beat writer for the Jaguars. He said they have the eighth best odds, which is pretty remarkable yep. um, in some books. They're the other five. They've they've come up pretty fast. I like the Jaguars, and, and, and I'll tell you that. And and sort of uh, piggybacking off that, isn't it amazing how fast the Titans, who two <sighs> years ago what were the number one seed in the AFC. Nobody's talking about them anywhere near. And that's all on the GM. That's all on the GM, brother. Because if you keep the receiver, that is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, even if you had a service, you got a serviceable quarterback, you got a running back, defense is fine. Like, you had no weapons. No. Ryan Tannehill is not Patrick Mahomes where you can let go of big time number one receivers and the guy's still going to do, you know, be great with whatever you throw out there on. No. It was absolutely asinine move to do. And, 
obviously Robinson paid for it with his job, and not just that uh, that trade, but a, a bunch of first, you know first round picks yes. that had busted and everything else. But uh, just going back to the point, you know the way they've fallen off yeah. and feels like missed their window. You know, while others now, yeah, to your point, Jacksonville coming yes. in, yes, just they're gonna, you know, Robinson's probably gonna regret that for a long time, and maybe that organization regrets it for a long time because I think Vrabel's a hell of a coach, yeah. But even now, and having more power there, I think they might have, uh, they might have missed their window. But again, next year, obviously, Chiefs favorites. That's followed by Cincinnati 49ers, Eagles, and Bills. Next story: Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, we've been talking a ton of Super Bowl. But we need to be talking Memphis Grizzlies because, you know, even after a weekend of splitting where they took care of business against Minnesota, 128-107 on Friday night, uh, but come back and lose yesterday on national television to the Boston Celtics. That one ended up 119-109. Maybe a little bit of a a disappointing end there. They're still sitting at number two in the Western Conference. Um, You know, with one more game to go, Mm -hmm. I believe that game is Wednesday, against Utah That's before right. the All-Star break. And so, listen, this has been tough without Steven Adams. There, there's been no question about it. But hopefully you can get to this break and get a win against Utah first. But get to this break. I think that would put you, if you could take care of business at home against Utah on Wednesday, 17-16, and 16, one game over 500 against Western Conference opponents. Remember, before the, uh, before the win over Minnesota, you were under 500. Uh, it was nice to get that win take care of business Friday because that evened the season series against Minnesota. Obviously, they're putting all their eggs now in the in the Anthony Edwards basket. It was good to see Mike Conley, yeah. too, by the way. Friday but, night. Yep. Yeah, but but Memphis obviously was too much in that one, winning by 21 points in that game. But back to the point, yep. you, you, you lose in disappointing fashion on Sunday against a team that, yes, we know, John Moran had said, told Malik Andrews, this is the one team I'm worried about in this league. And listen, no Jalen Brown. Uh, no Jason Tatum, essentially, in the, in, the, in the sense that he went 3 of 16 from the field, and they still smoke you, mm-hmm. uh, in large part due to what they did to you on the offensive glass, 14 to 3. I'd said 15 to 3 in that first hour, thought I remembered it from last night. 14 to 3, they killed Memphis on the offensive glass night. It led to a ton of second chance points for them. You know, between uh, Horford, uh, Williams, they were so big in there against Memphis. Uh, even Grant Williams, both Williams, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, they were so big in there against Memphis. You just didn't. You don't get those second, third chances without Stephen Adams. Yeah. You're just overmatched, and they have been inside now. I know Xavier Tillman is trying his darnness to to keep up, but again, it was just two rebounds for him against the Celtics. They're just so undermanned inside, yeah. and that's what they do. The Grizzlies are used to dominating you inside in the paint offensively. A lot of that was Stephen Adams setting the way for for John ja Moran, obviously with those huge screens, and then killing you, being one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Yeah, Without got, yeah. him, you're literally one of the worst. Yep. And it's 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 a, it's been unfortunate that it's happened during a time when the you know it's all kind of led to some struggles here for the Grizzlies before the All Star break. But if you again take a step back, like I talked about to open this mm-hmm. part of the segment, I think you you're probably pretty encouraged that you're again still sitting there second place. Uh, I haven't gotten in front of me. Is it still? A, I think it's still a couple yeah, two of games, games ahead, ahead of, ahead of Sacramento yeah. for second place. Yeah, and the Kings beat the Mavericks over the weekend. They look really good in overtime. I saw, and that game had Kyrie and Luka both. Yeah, and, but very I will say, interesting ending to that too. Did you see? Yes, Luka said he regretted it not passing it to Kyrie for the last shot. They're going to have to figure that out. They got to figure that out. But I think they're going to figure that out. That's my thing. You're going to have time to see those two figure it out. Um, back to the the Memphis game against the Celtics because I thought that was the more interesting one. First, mm-hmm. I think they owed. 
they owed Minnesota on Friday night. Like that you was believe one. it. If you if you, you cannot lose, you that lose game. the season series to them three one. What you are you need saying? to get that one. That's without cat. Yeah, you gotta so, get yeah, that I'm one with done. you. And they handle business. They have they're they're snake bitten on national TV for some reason Ugh. right now. I mean, every time we get in front of more eyeballs, it seems like we show our worst self, which is kind of depressing. The thing that struck out stuck out to me besides getting out rebounded by twenty, which sucks. But that's all Adams. I think you get Adams, that fixes that. Taylor Jenkins has got to have to start running some plays to get more three-point attempts. I don't even care if you make them. Because they only shot 34 of them. Boston shot 51 of them. Good grief. Like, you can't get outshot by 16 from three the way that these NBA teams, because they made 41% of them. We we still made 35% of our three-pointers. What stuck out to me was... And part of this is you just got a new shooter on the court in your second unit yep. besides Bain and Kennard. This was first game Debut for was against Boston. He yep. got a three, but like we got to shoot more threes. And I don't. And it may not be Ja, but you got to have more three point attempts. I think in order to to stay with a team like the Celtics, because if you get to the Celtics in the finals, you're going to have to shoot a lot of three pointers. That's interesting, and it, it was the difference was on full display because even what it was Derek White that was hitting them again for he the was Celtics. killing he, us. He went four of nine. Hauser. Oh, they Went were all six, killing it. Six of eleven. Who's the new guy? They got Muscala. Uh, from three. Uh, uh, what's the Mike the, Muscala went two of five. He was out there. Everybody was shooting. And Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard, went four of seven from three. You can't, you can't win that now, game. Now they've been prolific from three. Uh, I, well, the best I remember in the league of those, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last. And remember yeah. the Grizzlies last we looked, what twenty four, twenty fifth. And three point percent. You got to get better at it. I, I hear, I hear what you're, and I think that's Taylor Jenkins' overall philosophy. He's always said, "Let the thing fly," and that you know you, you need to be throwing. But but how much of it right now is because you know you don't you, have you shooters. Don't have, you don't have guys well, out there. Kennard's got to get settled in. You have and hopefully three. It settles in with Bain. Santi, Bain, and Kennard are your three out there that you sort of trust. I don't trust well, I mean, Morant right now. Well, they give Jaron a green light. I hear you on not trusting them, but in terms yeah. of guys that have green lights. Jaron's one of them that's got the green light. I think they need to shoot more of them, though. Even if they, So if they've got the green light, they, they just need to get more of them up in the see, air. And, and I'm on the other side where I want to see Jaron Jackson get more around Drive the, the bucket. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear that, too. But, but, I think more aggressive in general. Um, clearly, again, because Boston was shooting it the way that it was, it didn't matter uh, that you didn't have great Jason Tatum in that game. He went 3 of 16. Yeah, uh, 9 of 12 from the line, though, finishes with 16 points. But it shows you Boston with its depth inside, uh, with the way it can shoot the ball. I mean, they, they, looked like a, a, they looked like an NBA champion. When you're winning like that, especially taking care of business in the fourth, of 37 to 28, they outscored Memphis with one of your key pieces, Jalen Brown down, and the other key piece struggling offensively the way he was. Yeah. I mean, Boston's the real deal. Yeah, and they have a rim protector. Like, Robert Williams is really good around the no rim. No question. So I mean, you're, they're pretty loaded. He was, uh, he was second team All-NBA uh, defense yeah. last year. He's Robert good. Williams, time lord. And he looks like he's back <laughs> in his... Uh, in, in form, now. he looks I know right. Coming back from injury, that was going to be the question on him. But he was out there making a, quite a bit of difference for them in that one. And we mentioned it, Derek, Derek White. You know, you, you're, you're giving up 23 points to him in that game. And I've I've liked Derek White. I do too. Uh, but he's I like the Celtics acquisition to him from San Antonio. What last year, uh, he seems to really have found a nice little home there. Along with, uh, I guess Brogdon's a guy who's going to be in the running for sixth man by the end of the yeah. year. I think it, I think they said he's the betting favorite right now for sixth man a year. So I say all that to say, yeah, it was disappointing to see the Grizzlies go down, but I think Boston really showed us. I, st- I got them. I got them ahead of the Bucks. I got them ahead of Philly. I got them ahead of everybody in the East. I don't see how how you, how you don't at this point. It may be a different conversation now, though, when we're talking about title. Now that you have this new look Phoenix Suns team. You know, over in the West yeah. with Kevin Durant.
Now, you put that team against Boston. Mm. Uh, I, again, I don't know how you're stopping Tatum and, and Brown from scoring because that Phoenix team not going to be – doesn't feel like it's going to be some great defending team when you give up a piece like Bridges. Mm-mm. But how are you stopping Phoenix from scoring, Brad? How are you stopping that 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 trio? Of you books? get into that second unit. I mean, that's the problem. You know, no, you're you right. I mean, it. they can't run those guys uh, all game. No, no, they, they they're not going to be that deep. And you hope that uh, Chris Paul has his usual traditional fall off Celtics, around playoff time. Celtics are deep, like Pritchard are, and Muscala and that some of those Hauser guys dude that was hitting last the, night. They're all good, like, and they're all tall, like. Derek White reminds me of like a good version of Kyle Anderson right now. He <laughs> came from you know San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like they're real. I was impressed. I, and they've also got our number. Like the Celtics for whatever reason are like kryptonite. It's, it's fifteen out of last sixty. Yeah, what I, thought, it, what I, I saw the I stat last night. On ESPN. Yeah. It was rough. It's it, we just cannot figure them and out. And no wonder John Moran says that's the only team he's concerned about. Um, yeah. And 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 okay. And, and here's the last thing. Inheritance said it will. Let's stop stop ESPN. Like y'all, <laughs> yeah. the ones did the interview. Yeah. Now you're using it against him. Right. We've we've seen enough of it. And yeah, Jaws the one that said it, and yeah. Malika was begging it from. Is that that it? Just the Celtics? She was begging for it basically for that for that quote. And she but she kind of deked him into they, it. They they have gotten yeah. all kinds of mileage out yeah. of that thing. Now they were they were throwing it back in their faces on Sunday, obviously on national television. And yeah, you put that out mm-hmm. there. But I, I think they beat it to death at this point. I agree with that. We realize the the West has changed now, and so uh, we'll see. But I think you're going to get a lot less talkative John ja Morant when he goes in these interviews with Malika and uh, and Taylor Rooks, perhaps. The, the one interesting thing about all these trades that happen in the West is that everybody's making a big deal about San or about the Suns and really about some of these other teams. But I think you got to watch out for the Kings, like. They're sort of like the Grizzlies in that they're super young, but like there's no reason why they couldn't end up in that third or fourth slot if they keep playing like this. I think they are a team that I have taken too lightly. I've thought for a long time is going to fall off. Uh, Brown's doing a good job of them playing better defense than they have, and they have one of the best offenses in the yeah. league. Um, that's the issue right now. Sabonis just gives them such a walking double-double inside. Yeah. Now that interior presence, you put that with – you know, De'Aaron and how good he is on the edge, it's real. It's real. I yeah. Again, I still would, you know, if the Grizzlies saw him in the playoffs at some point, I'd still pick the Grizzlies just based on the experience I because, again, too. Sacramento's going to have to learn how to win in the playoffs. That takes time. Mm-hmm. We saw it from the Grizzlies. You do, you win a play-in, you lose a first-rounder. And, you know, to That's Utah, you have to come back next year. You're beating Minnesota. You're moving on. Mm-hmm. See, you know, Sacramento winning in the playoffs is another thing. Yeah. But I'm with you, Brad, at that. Again, that Dallas game, they're outlasting them there. Yeah, uh, Luca thought he should have gave the. It was regretting he didn't give the ball to Kyrie at the end of the game. But back to that point, Sacramento took care of business against the Dallas team. Now with Luca and with Kyrie both on the floor, the other team that we haven't talked about is the Warriors. The Warriors are going to have a problem now because it sounds like Steph's going to be out extended time, yep. and so they they might. They may not make the plan if well, they got that kind of problem. And then they did the trade news, of they're course. They're getting over a the beat weekend. up Gary Payton a second. How that about may not that? turn out well. And they're going to do Portland, the trade, though. How about Portland not disclosing that? They said it's Golden wild. State's still going to uh, file a complaint with the NBA yeah, and ha- wants it investigated. But Portland not disclosing the abdominal. Wild. Yeah, and that, uh, the fact it sounded like Gary Payton was taking pain shots for it and everything yeah. else and kind of playing through, through it. it. But they gave. Golden State, no indication of mm, that. Mm. How is that not illegal? Or, I, I think it, what it says to me, them going through with it, is they're not so pissed off because they know that they screwed up that Wiseman deal. Like, well, it's like, uh, how know. can you bring Wiseman back here after you've already shipped them no. off to Detroit and you bring them back in this locker room where everybody now knows Toxic. You, yeah, you've traded them for, what, uh, uh, a bag five of chips. cents? <laughs> bag of chips. And you're going to bring them back in the locker room. It's like they almost had to <laughs> no. do it. And now they've just got a, they've got a, you know, a, used goods in yeah. Gary, uh, Peyton the second. Plus, they did a ton for him on uh, – 
getting Wiseman's contract, yeah. unloading it for him. So we'll see. But but doesn't matter to me, you know, what else is going on with Golden State if Steph mm-hmm. obviously is going to be gone for any prolonged amount of time. They may drop so far down that the that the you know the task is too hard once he gets back. Final one I want to ask you about since we're talking about the West, and I, I know you want to get on to the next one. Thunder. Are the Thunder capable of making got, a run and getting in there? I don't know if they're capable of making a run and getting there, but I got, I got right so now. much respect for what they're doing. Well, they're already in the yeah, in the play in then, and so I have so much respect for what they're doing and not tanking for Wimbanyama. It's great. Like, it's amazing. And now I was asking at one point, well, Shea should want out. You've got all these young guys. Eventually it'll be Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. and all these other young guys. And maybe at some point, you know, this was early this season, they bring Wimbanyama in there. Well, they're going to be young, and it sort of resets everything, whereas Shea, it feels like, is ready to take off and yeah. win right now. That said, he looks – they are so competitive. They're really good. They're like, really you good. You go in there half-stepping it, they will outplay you. <laughs> yes. And so I, yeah. I, I have nothing but respect for what OKC is doing. And, yeah, I think it'd be fun if you got somebody that, you know, as hungry as they appear to be. It's just a bunch of hungry. It reminds me of the Grizzlies it previous years. It reminds me of the Grizzlies, yes. Where yes. they just don't care. You come in yeah. there, underestimate them, they're going to run circles around you with the energy and the yeah. uh, the youth and, and just how hard they play. Yeah, I mean, they they beat the Trailblazers by 11 the other night. They, they beat the Lakers. Now the Lakers are without LeBron right now. He's been sitting out. But I really like the Thunder. No, they're and fun, they're they're get fun to watch. Year. And then you get Chet next year, and it'll be – uh, just crazy to see how they put all this together. Yeah. But plus, don't they have a bunch of picks still? And yes. A, a ton of assets in yes. the in the war. They're chest? loaded up. Like, see, that's going to get harder in the West for Ja. Like, I mean, it's it's not only hard now with the Suns. It's going to get harder. I don't think there's any question about it. That's why when you make, you got to make moves sometimes. Next story. Well, they they got Luke Kennard. Edge work. I'm messing. Uh, now with listen, it. hey, no, it was here's edge here's. Work. This is why I said you need to run more plays for him. You got to get the ball out, and and because he just sat there in the corner like Jaws running inside. Yeah, know? my man only had two shots. Yeah, I mean, it, I and he's out. not a defender. I'll tell you that. I mean, oh, we knew no, that he couldn't stay in front of anybody. But we're gonna to your point though. We're, he only had two threes. He had four shots overall. To your yeah. point though, for as much as you're needing from Kennard in terms of boostering the three point, you'd think you'd get even you in 22 minutes you'd get more than. Four shots. There's got to be more especially attempts. Especially as badly as your wings have shot. You know who's slick been in a nasty funk? We didn't mention this at all. Who's that? Nobody's talking about it. Tyus Jones, man. Yeah, he's Now, he started struggling. the year slow. Mm-hmm. Then he got hot, but I'm about to pull it up. He yeah. has not scored in double figures since January 29th. Mm. And it's been single digits essentially in... Is it the eight, shot? Eight of his last nine. Yeah. Yeah, he's shooting 36% from the floor this it's month. Shot. The the it's, the three-point percentage is down to 10 right now. Eesh. Yeah, he's only hit one three this month out of yeah. 10 opportunities. Yeah, ten. he's one of 10 this month. They've got to get, the, he, he, get the shot. He, he has gone into a, a, a far worse yeah. slump than he was, it feels like, to start this year. Uh, averaging again. Uh, through oh here it is the last ten six games this month just five point two points and shooting ten percent from three and thirty six percent from the floor they 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 have to have good ties bad this is bad <laughs> yeah, ties it, it hadn't been this bad in a while like last month he's at twelve points per game he's shooting uh mm-hmm. you know he's shooting decently he's shooting forty percent from three but it has dropped off mm-hmm. this month and and again we've been look, talking about the wings and how broken they and a lot of the Seems like a, a you know a, a, a lot of the attention has been drawn off of Tyus, yeah. but he Tyus got to 
He's you, got to pick it up as well. Well, that's make sure part. I put when, that get that in there. When you pay, when Hopefully you play the Celtics, well. you can't have Peyton Pritchard out playing Tyus Jones. Yeah, and that's what happened. It, it stood out of late. I know a lot of it's Stephen Adams. We get it, but uh, Grizzlies have some guys underperforming right now. Right. Dylan Brooks included offensively. Uh, that can be better. When we were talking about last week, mm. things that can be internally fixed. Guys just being better. Stephen Adams being back. Um, you, it, you'll do yourself a lot of good. You know, when you see Tyus playing, hopefully back at the level that he's capable of. Next story. All right. I got to take a breath here because so I don't know which one to believe. No, no, not for that reason. We're doing just fine, mm-hmm. BC. Um, do you believe Joe Lenardi or do you believe Jerry Palm? Because in this case, one, an ESPN bracketologist that we've come to rely on probably makes the most headlines, obviously. Uh, the other, uh, a bracketologist for CBS Sports. We hold him in very high regard as well. Jerry Palm been doing this a long time, and I think – Oh, his overall record might actually be more accurate Paul than, jo- than Joe Lenardi. Yes. 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 Um, Joe Lenardi, last I checked, has Memphis, and we talked about this as recently as last as Friday, mm-hmm. had Memphis as the first team out. At Texas A&M, it's, it moved up past Memphis and some others. But clearly, uh, a Memphis team, he, as he pointed out, that had work to do, this was before their win against Temple on Sunday, had work to do to get on the right side of the bubble. Okay, we got that. We discussed it at length. Heck, John, to that point, uh, was sort of in Lenardi's boat. That I think John is leaning. That, that's where he thinks Memphis is. is Because as we know from last week, John came in you know, after the Tulane loss thinking, okay, I think they may need a Houston win to get in. He was okay. glass half empty, though. We, we, got, we got all that said. I, I think he's overreacting, too, because remember at one point he had this Tigers team in a yes. Sweet 16. Yes. So I think you know John. Yeah, he goes swayed. extreme we, to we extreme there a little bit. But, but I think I think now he's coming back in. I do too. Uh, no, no question about it. Jerry Palm has the Tigers after even the, his most recent yes. out this morning. He has the Tigers as a number nine seed. Love it. I yeah. think he. I'm going with Palm. First of all, Gary, when I used to do the show with him, would always talk. I, I do think CBS and Palm. Well, they were tied too, right? That's why he yes. was going to use Palms because of the CBS connection. But I think they generally. Do a better job. Here's a good example. I do. I do see Mississippi State now is in the field according to Palm. The last four in, and I do think that they're one of the last four in. I think Memphis is a better team than Mississippi State, though. Um, but he's got them at a nine, and in this case, they would be playing the eight seeded Maryland. I think they're right there with Maryland in those teams. Why not? I mean, their net ranker is in the forties. Don't you think Memphis is a top at nine seed type team? What do you think? I'd probably split the difference. Put them at ten. I think, I, I think I, I'd I, rather be a ten at this it, point. It, it, yeah, than an eight or a nine. Because yeah, you got to play the one if you get through. I just I think I think Palm has given them a lot more credit for the non the ten and three non conference record than perhaps Lenardi is. I mean, you're using the same metrics, and one's got you squarely in the field at nine, yeah. and the other's got you out. And so again, you know, trying to determine why one likes Memphis more than the other here when you're using the same numbers, it's. I don't know if it's personal preference in terms of Lenardi. Maybe you're not as impressed by you know what looked to be a pretty solid non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Memphis goes ten and three, and and listen, St. Louis hadn't had the season you wanted. Texas A&M look, don't look now, but they're up to they're thirty-three good. at the at, at the net, and that helps. And now it's your highest. Well, in terms of the net wins, it's your highest win. The the thing is, mm-hmm. you you took care of Auburn on a neutral court, and so that one that's why that's still a quad one. Remember your Texas A and M win is at FedEx form, yeah. and so Texas A and M has to get to top thirty for that to turn into a quad one. But back to the point, you're you're sitting at two quad one wins right now yeah. because Cincinnati's back up to number seventy five. That was a road win, mm-hmm. so it counts as a quad one with two more quad one opportunities coming up against Houston. 
This is all after taking care of business against Temple on a Sunday. All of a sudden, if you if you're looking at it through Palm's view, yeah, they, they've only got the one bad loss that was a quad three loss, and then you've got uh, what you are six and five now in quad one and quad two games with opportunities to add to that. Uh, UCF, that's going to be a quad two game. Yeah. That's the next one, obviously coming up on Thursday, and then you go to the team that's got the number one. Uh, ranking at the net in Houston on Sunday. Listen, I, I'm not, I don't have my hopes up very high for that game, and, and this isn't to look past UCF. Obviously, the Tigers need to take care of business, having lost to them on the road. I just, it's the game here in Memphis that I feel much better about against uh-huh. Houston than the one down there. Remember, you ended Houston's 30-something game winning streak, I think it was, uh, uh, the number in terms of the number of home games they had won last year when you went down there. Uh, they have had you circled on the calendar for a long time. I know that, you know, uh, who was it that went in there? Was it Temple, was it Temple, Temple. that went in there and beat yeah. them? Um, but that's going to be a tough, tough one to do. I, the one I feel better about is the last one that's here at FedEx Forum on March 5th to to wrap up the regular season. I feel better about Memphis's chances. So the quad three, what was the number? Is it 80 or 90, you said? Uh, quad three, four, you're, you're asking me. It's different. It depends on if you played them neutral, road, or home. Okay. So, so who, which team are you? Which team are you asking I'm about? Quad at, I'm actually quad. looking at Tulane because Tulane on the net is at 86 right now, and that, that's why that home loss was a quad three home. I got gotcha. you. Well, here's the thing: I I think the eyeball test looks really good for Memphis because they don't have any blowouts losses. Like they've been in all these games, even the two Tulane game. They had the overtime loss at Central Florida. Uh, they're going to get a chance to get that one back. I think they'll beat Houston one of these games. I, I still think, like at the beginning of the season, I didn't think they'd beat Houston. I feel a hell of a lot better that they could beat Houston in one of these games and even get a higher seed. Am I, feel, I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I think you're right to feel better about it. Like that game again. Like that's a good Temple team you just took care of business against over the weekend. I think if you start predicting that they're going to do it, you might be getting yeah. a little crazy. But no, no, feeling better about Memphis's chances, and like I said, particularly in that regular season finale, I think is 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 healthy mm-hmm. because DeAndre Williams right now, like we said on Friday, he is, and he did it again this weekend: twenty six points, twelve rebounds, six assists. He's playing at an AAC Player of the Year level. Yeah. You know, when Kendrick Davis couldn't hit a shot in the first half against Timble, DeAndre was carrying him. And then in the second half, Kendrick Davis gets going, and DeAndre becomes more of a facilitator. At you know, I know we've talked about him, oldest player in college basketball. You are getting elite level. You are getting elite level production from DeAndre Williams right now. Well, we talked about uh, uh, Kendrick Davis pulling it together there late. Think he finished with 21 points uh, to go with the two rebounds and four assists. The other couple of guys, though, in this one, in a game where mm-hmm. my man Keontae Kennedy didn't shoot it as well as he had. He actually just took four shots, but he finished two or four, just six points. You had 12 from Elijah McCadden. McCadden. Seven rebounds, four assists to go with He's those good. 12 points. And then how about Jaden Hardaway? Yeah. Jaden gives you a lot off the bench. I think he should be in the rotation. 25 minutes for Jaden Hardaway. He goes five of six, two of three from threes. Yeah. The threes were at a, at, a, at a critical point. They came at a good time. And, again, whether it's the backdoor cuts uh, that he was making, high IQ player, coach's son, who comes in that game and absolutely helps you yeah. win. Uh, does he need, you know, is he going to play 25 minutes and be as consistent as this every game? Probably not. But there will be spots for Jaden Hardaway, and there was certainly a spot for him uh, on Sunday against Temple. So, again, whether it's him, whether it's Keontae, Elijah as that third guy, it really doesn't matter. What's good for Memphis right now is they found that consistent third guy uh, uh, at a time where, you know, uh, one, bracketologist says you're on the bubble, 
The other one says you're firmly in. Some good opportunities here for Memphis to maybe, if you're looking at it through Palm's eyes, to maybe improve you go get one against Houston. We could be talking about, you know, maybe getting out of that 8-9 slot and up to a 7. Again, if we believe Palm yeah. and that they're at number 9 right now, you take care of business against everybody except Houston yeah. and win one. I think uh, I good. think if we're looking at it through Palm's eyes, maybe you're maybe you're up to a seven. Maybe you, you think they're about a ten though is where you'd put them. Somewhere right now, yeah. split the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. It raises my eyebrow a little bit that he's yeah. got them up at nine, uh, as what? high as they are. I think. I think if you look at a, a bracket matrix, I was listening to Mark talk about this last week. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it up, but I think their average is around ten, ten and a half. So it's it's closer to that than it is. So I thought, you know, I'm hey. Not great news for Memphis if they're truly in this nine spot right now with the season that they've had that Palms got them in. Uh, I know that's where you'd prefer to have them. Well, right the now. field is dropping in terms of the good teams: Auburn, Tennessee, the SEC, Kentucky. Like Kentucky's the first four out according to Palm. Like they're that's wild. They're not a tournament team, man. The net they're forty six. Like Memphis is right there in the net they with them. They don't make the tournament. Cal might need to get up out of there. I mean, I think we're there. I mean, before, I mean, they hate before, him right now. That's something. If they, you don't make the tournament this year, I don't know how that's going to end. And maybe Texas moves on. Is not even. I don't. I haven't paid much attention to where Texas is on. Uh, you know, impossible yeah. replacement for Chris Beard. But they've kind of uh, uh, gotten the they season got back okay now. Yeah, they're a one so, right now in the West, according to Paul. Um, but Kentucky right now definitely struggling. Uh, not struggling as much as Tennessee, though. No, no Tennessee's – Side note, we're talking about oof. Tigers here, but you've seen what they've done since they gave them the Speckberger two, that's, two that's weeks ago. That's been rough, man. Uh, they have been awful. We'll mention it for Memphis. What's left? Two quad ones, both against Houston. Three quad twos. The UCF Cincy and then the Wichita State is a quad two game because it's on the road, and then only and a quad three's left. So really, it that's good news in this sense. Uh, you don't want to stub your toe or have any more bad losses. Essentially, yeah, I know a Wichita State loss on the road would look bad. Metrically, uh, qu- the only quad three or four game that you have is SMU here. Mm-hmm. Everything else is quad one or quad two. That's a good thing for a Memphis basketball team that's playing some pretty good basketball offensively right now, right? And, and, and again, has some opportunities left, two against Houston, a few more. So opportunity to improve the resume here. I, th- I think the picture is relatively good for Memphis, whereas a week earlier, last week, my man John Martin was coming up here talking about the skies falling. Yeah, yeah. I think things are looking good. You get an important, again, the sense that you didn't lose it, win against Temple on Sunday, and the Tigers uh, continue to roll. Whoo. That was one rundown, wasn't it? That was it. It's a lot, a lot to cover. We had a, this massive game yesterday, and then you get two two Grizzlies games and a Tigers game. And that was it, that was that was a lot to cover. So, so the I'm, Tigers. I want to pat myself on the back. No, I give you. Props I, just, that, not, I don't think I have any spit talking. in my mouth. I just talked I know, so long. It gets you some water. Uh, so Central Florida is next for Memphis. Is that the next yeah, game? Yeah, on Wednesday, and then you got okay. Houston this weekend. There you go. Memphis playing well very well. Maybe an opportunity to improve on. On seating with only one quad three or four game hey, left the rest of the way. Now, y'all, just remember these vibes we've got. They're positive vibes. Now, when John returns here from the Super Bowl parties, we need to keep these vibes going all week long, Jason. I think I, you, you know how John is. I think he'll be back on the side of positively with the Tigers. He's going to have a fuller bank account, too. Yeah, the fact so that they took help. care of business against Temple. He's got a fuller bank account yeah. thanks to the Chiefs. I think we're going to see a happy John tomorrow on Valentine's Day, oh, we by gotta, the way. Oh, take care of that. Yeah. So I'm going to take a breath, and we're going to do Thank respect you. burgers on the other side. But before I do that, I want to tell you about Shoot 360. You know where Steph and Clay and the technology they use to perfect those jumpers? It's the technology they've got out at Shoot 360. Our man Thaddeus Young, too, the Memphian, uh, now Toronto Raptor. Uh, he's an investor in this technology out at Shoot 360. They're at 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville. 
and you just need to get out there and see the place. You'll be absolutely blown away. You'll forget everything I say as soon as you get out there because you'll be so blown away by the place, the facilities, the way they handle business out there. They've got the training equipment. They've got the development coaches. They've got the weight training. Everything you need for your son or daughter, niece or nephew to get better, and they're going to have a whole lot of fun doing it. It's all interactive, much like video games, like with my son when he gets sucked into those video games. That's how it is out at Chew360, especially with those passing drills where you're trying to hit a moving target. You're adding up scores. You look up. You've made a ton of uh, – you've, you've thrown a ton of passes, gotten better with your passing, your balling. And with the shooting, you're getting you know 600 shots off in a in a matter of minutes. That's how it's all stocked up out there. The more reps you put in, the better you're going to get. We call it the future of basketball training in Memphis. The future is now at Shoot 360. Go see him out at 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.